Sanchez, 2008. Nah, you're a white girl, he said, looking at me up and down with a defensive lean-back stance and a twitch in his lip. Why you say that? Because of my skin? You think all Mexicans are brown? The pulse of the conversation rises to an uncomfortable, personal level. Realizing this, my cousin, Christiane, levels it out by assuring this tall T, baggy jean, short-haired homeboy. Not fool, for real, though. She's Mexican. She can speak Spanish. Nuh-uh, he doubtfully replies. Since the day my ears learned to understand the words spoken around me, I have always been referred to as La Huera, if not that, Gringa, or the words that splintered my heart in two, White Girl. The fact that I grew up in a predominant Mexican immigrant family never mattered to anyone, except for me. I have been singled out and know what it feels like to be a victim of discrimination. The moment is not exact, but has taken its place over time. My outcast definitely started by comments from inside the family. Some aunt would sarcastically joke, Ay, Kimi, la people por cierto es hija del lechero. In other words, we all know she's the milkman's daughter. Or the times that I'd go shopping with my mom and they'd think she was my nanny. At gatherings, my mom or my sisters would always have to say to confirm strangers, No, really, she is my daughter. Or, I know we're, we look nothing alike, but she really is my sister. After my parents' separation in 95, my older sister, sisters and I moved with my mom on Sunset in the Roseland District. There we lived with my aunt, a family friend, and her two sons. Eight people, two bedrooms. Some months passed, and my mom was still having trouble finding a place. She felt my aunt needed her space, and decided we would move in with her other sister on West Ninth. There lived my aunt, her husband, and their three children, my mom and her three daughters, a lady who was renting a room with her two sons, and some men in the garage. Fourteen people, four bedrooms. We spent a while with my aunt on West Ninth until the day my mom finally found a place of our own. A family friend had a trailer in his backyard, and it would be our temporary home until we could afford an apartment. I am pres presently sitting in the second, second half of the second room in the Ursuline Library. I am typing on computer 11 in the corner against the northern wall. Our new home was no bigger than the wall to my right, where a Gargoyles for America's Libraries poster hangs to the bookshelf on my left, where the classics are being orderly displayed. Five years of my childhood was lived in that space, with my two older sisters and my mom. In my opinion, this is the life that is often experienced in the Hispanic community. The extended family lifestyle is what Mexicans are recognized for. For one very obvious reason, it was never applied to me. My skin, my lighter than Mexican skin, in no way would give this impression to any one person I met, despite the race. Most of my family has the feature of smooth brown skin, or if not that, some kind of characteristic that easily shows their Hispanic roots. I, on the other hand, born with different features and olive skin, was still too light to belong. That is what I am. Though I have lived a life of struggle, my features say otherwise. I am stuck between the life I live and the skin I'm in. It is such an important part of me to have that struggle recognized, because if it is not, I have no past, no roots. When I see someone with skin of color, I think to myself, 
I wonder what fucked up things happened in their life. It's not only because of their skin, but the area they come from. I come from there. But my skin doesn't say that to anyone. People at this high school might wonder why I don't talk much, or why I don't put on makeup, or do my hair, or any of that. Well, where I come from, no one has any of that. Hair, makeup, and clothes are only of great importance when the majority think, seems to think so. Where I come from, the way you present yourself is of importance, in terms of respect and character. You can be wearing the holiest shirt and still be top dog. Your person is what matters and sets your place. So I walk around here and do my thing, but they don't know me or my story. Meeting new people around the neighborhood is always the same thing. They don't see me, they see my skin. Their prejudice blinds them. They don't see what I they don't see that I want to befriend them and learn of their lives. All they see is a white girl who acts like she knows what's up. I tell them I go to Ursuline, they say, Where the fuck is that? Or you mean that private school for all girls? Then follows. How much does it cost? I tell them the amount. Damn, you must be hella rich. Nope, I tell them. But they don't believe me. They only see a rich white girl. I try to explain the only reason I'm here is because of scholarships. But now all I am is a nerdy rich, rich white girl. They don't see me missing my community and trying to make ties like I had when I was at Cook. They don't see me trying to do something different with my life so I won't be another statistic of a Hispanic dropout. I tell them what I've done in El Salvador, for the struggle of that country is well known. But they don't see my dreams of becoming an activist. All they see is a rich white girl who has money to spend on traveling. They don't know me or my story. Why is it everywhere I go, I always have to prove my roots by speaking Spanish? If we're all going to do, if all we're going to do is end up speaking English. Hijos de la chingada, ¿y por qué no me creen cuando les digo que soy mexicana? Shocked by my words, always follows an extended, oh, after a bit of me patronizing whoever the Mexican-American-born might be. They ask, what's your name again? As if now my acquaintance is of importance. April, I tell them, como el mes.